You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Conversations and Meditations. I am your host, Virgil Ferrix, and welcome to the show. Okay, so today's show, actually, before we get started, it's a little more housekeeping. I just wanted to give you guys some more information on some of the things we're doing. So we have new, um, <coughs> excuse me, new blogs coming to the website and some new artwork that's going to be dropping. So please check it out and uh, see what you think about it, make some comments, and uh, love to hear your feedback on that. All right, so uh, after that, let's just get right into the show. So today I kind of want to talk about a really big phenomenon that pretty much everybody gets affected by, uh, regardless whether they're religious, non-religious, political, non-political, um, on the left or on the right, really anywhere uh, in society, uh, and that's wishful thinking. Uh, a lot of people have uh, wishful thinking, and they use wishful thinking instead of their Instead of rational thinking or, you know, critical thinking in times when that's mostly needed. So today I kind of want to talk about that phenomenon and why I think it's so prevalent and why I think, um, it's some of the problems we have in today's society is based on a lot of people, uh, developing this, you know, this con, this, this whole concept of wishful thinking, people living by that. So I guess the main problem is people make plans, but people also deny, you know, reality. In general, and sometimes you know, if you don't like something, you're more likely to deny you know that portion of reality than not denying it. So then you you know have some holes in your game plan. So people like to think the best about their future and the best about the future of whatever they're involved in. And you know, people share you know they share their beliefs and ideas with other like-minded people. Um. And those same people get motivated and influenced by, you know, the people, whether they're in their friend group or their family that, you know, drove them towards this type of thinking about a particular thing. And the problem is when you get involved with people that share your beliefs and share your ideas, um, one of the big problems that comes with that is, you know, living in an echo chamber, um, staying within an echo chamber. And I had a really interesting conversation with my friends not too long ago about how you can go to you can actually talk to people and just see that they're getting their opinions from like the top comment on Reddit. And I thought about that and I was like, oh, I never really thought about it. There's so many times where I've you know, talked to somebody and they've just given me a pre-programmed answer on something and that's it. 
and th- and that happens because you know you're in an echo chamber and it's not like you're having your own thoughts you're having somebody else's thoughts in that moment and they're kind of you know supplementing what you think and what you believe you know instead of you actually you know thinking and believing it based on merits so the problem kind of extends a little bit more so than, you know, we make plans and then we deny the reality and then don't, you know, create a plan that's, you know, going to work with reality. Um, I mean, that's kind of where wishful thinking comes in because you have the ability to, you know, have some – have rose, you know, rose-tinted glasses on a problem in the world and you think that, OK, well, my solution for this problem is this. Right, X. And let's say problem, you know, the problem is pretty, you know, uh, extensive and there's a lot of variables within it. Many people that are, you know, that take in the whole concept of wishful thinking to the next level tend to think like, oh, well, I'm going to have this simple solution for this problem. It's just we got to apply this in this certain way and the problem will disappear. Without going into detail about the you know the primary the primary issues that are involved with a lot of this stuff, so uh, a really sad and terrible thing that we deal with I mean every country deals with but America on a less less of a basis is homelessness. So people talk about homelessness and the homelessness issue um, in one were in one way where they're just like oh if we just had enough housing and enough money going towards this then things would be great. When they also they also forgetting that the other variables in that situation and scenario is that it's not just that there's a shortage of houses. There's also a shortage of mental you know health care uh, going on, or you know, or, or you know these people actually wanting to go and seek mental health care uh, or get mental health uh, or treatment. Um, and that's another you know variable that's also heavily you know, determinant on what will happen. And in many cases. You're only looking at you're missing the for, you're missing the forest for the trees in a lot of ways, and that's what wishful thinking creates. When you have uh, an ability to take a problem, make you know, come up with a solution, but disregard every counter example to that solution without taking them seriously, you're living in a you're living in a world that's not based in reality. You're living in a world that supplements and builds upon what you already think is the right way, and you know that's why. For a lot of people, wishful thinking can lead towards this grandiose kind of uh, kind of this belief that everything's going to be all right if things go the way I think they should go. Um, you know, and it, it, it's kind of funny to me because in, in many cases you don't know whether something will go right or go wrong uh, until you try something out. And that's, you know, the example of history. I mean, there's so many examples in history I, I will bring up to describe a lot of this stuff and how wishful thinking can lead towards horrible uh, consequences. So, and it also, it also, wish people that engage in wishful thinking continuously are really not using their brain. Like I said they're not really using their brains. They're, they're, they're just, it's pretty lazy thinking. I mean, to be, I mean, and I'm not saying, and hold on, I just realized a problem that could come up from mentioning this. <clears throat> I'm not saying that being confident and having optimistic, you know, ideas and optimistic goals, at least for yourself, I don't think those are a bad thing because you can control a lot more in your life than you can control in the world. So having, being optimistic and having some goals that you set for yourself, 
is a way to go. But you can't have you can't be wishful thinking about yourself either. You can't just say, oh, you know, uh, I'm going to I want to lose 50 pounds this year and uh, not come up with a plan to do it. I mean, that just is not a way to succeed. And the same way for pretty much anything. But the reason I the reason I brought that up and brought all these things is because people will say, well, hey, you're against wishful thinking. Uh, wishful thinking, you know, brings people hope and, you know, it can lead to it can lead to change. And I agree, you know, being having an optimistic point of view and I, this can come. I know this, you know, what I said earlier can come off sounding quite cynical, but having an optimistic point of view towards the future is important. I'm a huge believer in that. A big part of the show is talking about how good things are actually going compared to what the media, you know, what the corporate press reports or according to what some politicians might say or according to what some thought leaders might say. You know, I, I like to bring in data that shows that, hey, you know, twenty the 2010s, like the last you know, a couple of podcasts ago, I did a show on uh, a past decade review and I talked about how from the year 2000, uh, 10 to 2020 was in, in, in many, in most cases when the world quote unquote got rich. And what that means is places around the world that didn't have a lot of money coming into it and, you know, wages were depressed and all this stuff increased dramatically. And a lot of people are now not, you know, on the poverty line anymore and moving into the middle class. Uh, big examples of that are in China and in India and uh, predicted for the next 10 years to happen in, in Africa. So we'll see. Uh, things are, I think things are getting better. And we, I talked about, you know, uh, the decline of violence throughout the last hundred years, even in the last 10 years uh, in this country and then around the world. So there has been great changes and great things going on. It's just, you know, the corporate press doesn't report this stuff and doesn't talk about this stuff because it doesn't, you know, if it, you know, the old saying, if it bleeds, it leads. And uh, having in the way we the way we are as human beings is we're more by design we're more we're more we have the bigger ability to remember and for a negative news story to be remembered and to have a more of an impact on us than a positive news story because we're looking for threats around the world that's just kind of the way it works you know we we still have these paleolithic brains it's not very great uh, but that's just the way it is um, but. Back to, you know, the main thing I wanted to mention is wishful thinking is, um, like I said, in a lot of ways, it can lead towards a, a point of view or a worldview that is, you know, divorced from, right, from reality. Now, sometimes completely divorced and not even connected. And sometimes there's a connection to the, there's a connection to certain aspects of reality, but not towards the overall, you know, real thing that's going on. So and the, and the thing is, like I said about wishful thinking and the difference between wishful thinking and optimistic planning, is when you when you have optimistic planning going on, you can set short term goals and sh- and set long term goals in order to you know make make something happen, make something you know make something go right. You know uh, the term for them, you know the acronym SMART goals. You know specific, measurable achievable, realistic, and time-bound goals. You know, I think that is something that we need to look into when we talk about what am I thinking about in terms of myself or the world or anything like this. And, okay, I want to reduce poverty even more so in the world. Okay, well, how can we do that? 
um, you're going to really have to think about that. You're going to have to set some type of goals in terms of first, the first goals you got to do is understand the problem and understand the problem without the lens of ideology coming in, without the lens of, uh, politics coming in. You have to look at the problem solely from a statistical da- you know, data point of view. And that's, and then, then you can make the, you know, the assertions and assumptions from there on what to do. So, um, many, many cases, and this is an example of, of that. If you want to make a part of the world more free and, uh, increase the standard of living, you create a market economy in that place and you allow the people to sell goods on the market and to trade and to do all these things. And this will encourage, you know, investment into the country, whether from inside the country or outside the country. And this will help create jobs and create, you know, uh, 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 you know, products and to create uh, services that feed and help the community in that particular region. And that's, you know, the market oriented process. And, you know, the data is astounding on how, how true and how, uh, evident that process has been. I mean, the, the the evidence is out there. It's been out there for the last seventy years of what market economies can do to a location in an area that is, you know, destitute and pretty poverty, pretty poverty ridden. So the thing is, like, that doesn't have. You, you can say that and don't have to go and then support any other th- I mean, any other thing other than just hearing that statement and taking that. You have to follow, you know, solve the problem through a process oriented way and you got to follow the evidence and the facts no matter where they lead you that's a big thing i mean if you don't if you don't have the ability to follow the evidence if you don't have the ability to get to the facts how are you going to make meaningful right right decisions and choices it just won't work out that way it just won't happen you know in, in many cases we we try very hard to Avoid the reality and supplement and substitute our own. And a lot of the times it, you know, it's, it's, you know, built upon and started on wishful thinking. And, uh, it's, it's pretty sad because it can lead towards a lot of negativity after something, you know, that doesn't go your way. So here's an example, right? Let's say you have a political candidate in mind and, Let's say you throw all your hopes and support and wishes into that political candidate's process. This is happening currently right now in in American politics where people will pick a political candidate and throw all their hopes, dreams and wishes towards that candidate doing something for them because they supported them. Okay, now let's say that candidate doesn't win. What happens to your self-esteem over that time? What happens to your ego? Because you've so heavily implemented yourself within somebody else's, somebody else's success and thinking that somebody else can give me some type of success that you really neglect the things that you need to be doing in the first place. And you can see this on, uh, on any spectrum of the political process. You can see this on in pretty much in any party where people will, whether it's you know in a primary process like we're going through right now with, with the Dems, or with what's going on with the current Republican president, um, people put all their hopes and dreams into a candidate and think that if this candidate gets in power, things are going to be great and fantastic for me. Everything's going to change. Everything's going to be wonderful without realizing like, you know, people have been saying that for almost 200 years. 
and things don't get drastically better like this. Things get better, you know, progressively over time. And that's a sad fact, you know, things won't be, I mean, and the thing is like, think, certain things are getting better in terms, so for instance, technology moves at an exp exponential rate, meaning it's not a linear progression, but social progress is quite a, quite a linear progression. Um, justice is quite a linear progression in a lot of ways. And I think that leaves a lot of people very sad and very depressed about the certain, you know, certain, I mean, the, uh, the circumstances that they're in or the world's in or whatever. And then they look at that and they see, oh, somebody is promising me a better future without realizing that in most cases, you know, politicians don't offer a better future. It's mostly you have to be fought on and fought with yourself and you have to fight for a better future. You have to fight for your happiness. No one's going to make your life better. No one's going to make you happy. You know, I mean, I don't care if a politician tells you that. It doesn't mean it's true. Um, and this is a big problem. You know, a lot of people, uh, specifically in this country, like to uh, have this. You know, they've they've kind of dropped. A lot of people have kind of dropped religion in a lot of ways in terms of taking it seriously, and have you know replaced religion with the state and with uh, you know government and what government can do for them. You know, and they kind of look at it the same way. And uh, instead of having priests, you know, they have the politicians and that's a different – it's the same type of mentality where you're looking towards an authority or an authority figure hoping that they're going to make your life better or great without you actually putting any work into it. So I think that's, a, that's a, you know, the fatal conceit of uh, of the political process in a lot of ways. But, you know, that's wishful thinking. It's wishful thinking to think your life is going to be so much better and things are going to be perfect. And great and a hundred times better than they are right now if your candidate wins. I just don't think that's a realistic way of looking at life because life comes in different ways and it comes at you in different ways. It doesn't mean if certain things get passed today that you aren't going to have other problems that are not you know connected with certain laws or anything like that. So again, I think wishful thinking in this case can lead a lot of people to have a lot of false – to take in a lot of false hope. And I think the problem with, you know, politicians, and I, I also say clergymen and, and uh, religious institutions, is that they're hope merchants. And, you know, what people are, what people are really want right now in today's world is a lot of hope. Uh, and a lot of people like to predicate on that, pred you know, be predators towards that type of mindset because it, it's a, it's a very vulnerable place that people are in. Everybody has been in that place. Everybody struggles with that place of wanting to be more hopeful. And it is very easy for some figure to come in and say, hey, I know what's going to make you and the rest of the country hopeful and better. You know, and the same thing can be said. Uh, it doesn't have to, like I said, politician, clergyman, these are pretty close in terms of the service they provide in people's, you know, in people's psyches. But aside from that, again, no one is going to make your life better or things better Unless you put in the work yourself, you can't just have these wishful have this wishful thinking towards, you know, if this changes, then this will be perfect. You know, a lot of people say, "Hey, if I if I had a million dollars right now, my life would be perfect." And the reality is, it's not true. You haven't thought about it long enough. Like, yeah, you you might be able to take care of a lot of debts and a lot of wonderful things that are stressing you, hundred percent. But there's other problems that money cannot solve. And I think a lot of people get tw get it twisted and think that money solves all problems, uh, you know. Until 
you know, you, you're dealing with somebody with a terminal illness until you're dealing with somebody who has a crippling depression and doesn't matter where you send them to, what rehab facilities, what, you know, hospitals you send them to, they still are struggling with it. Um, these things are human universal suffering. You know, I hate to say it, but suffering is a human universal. And in a lot of cases, in a lot of ways, money doesn't solve it um, and can't solve it. It's the spiritual healing that we kind of get through talking and, and conversating with one another and finding out a better path, you know, and hope that's based on specific goals that are meant to be that are meant to be met and are actually achievable. And that's and that's the thing that I'm, you know, trying to do and trying to, you know, portray and put out there. But in a lot of ways, you know, people that are, you know, uh, enamored and in love with wishful thinking have a hard time with a lot of that stuff. And a lot of a lot of people that live in the world of being, you know, having with this wishful thinking also don't live in the world or or in the contrast don't live in the world of being grateful in a lot of ways. And I don't mean this for everybody that lives inside the world of wishful thinking 24-7. <clears throat> I mean this for certain certain uh, vast numbers, let's put it that way, of people that are that are into wishful thinking as a mode of living their life instead of critical thinking or critical feeling and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, there is, there is a, a huge problem when it comes to uh, – being in a vulnerable place because you're 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 the ability for other people to come in and plant you know say hey if you follow me or do this and do that things are going to be wonderful things are going to be great and like i said you know history history has shown that people that have done those things in the past has led to i mean in some cases led to pretty nasty and horrible things you know take um the rise of the communist party in russia in 1917 uh, during the October Revolution, um, they said that they were going to make the world a better place, make their you know, make their area a better place. People will be you know fed and not you know in poverty. We're going to get rid of uh, the czar's czar's secret police. But what really happened after that? The secret police increased by sixteen times. People were there was a famine, uh, a couple famines actually. One that started at the beginning of the of the communist uh, takeover, and one that happened in the, in the 30s that was actually orchestrated on purpose. Um, there was no justice. People were getting told on about their disloyalty to the government by their sons and by their daughters and their mothers and fathers. This wasn't a, this wasn't the you know the, the but the thing is what led towards that wishful thinking. What led towards that? People that really believed and thought that, hey, if things were in my hands, everything would go great and we'd be, we'd be better without realizing that maybe I don't know the problems that are facing me and facing society in such a way that this simple quote-unquote solution would come in and uh, fix things. And on the other end, you know, take the Nazi party and their rise in uh, Germany. A lot of people thought that that would, in, the, in that in that time in that area, thought that this political group would lead Germany towards you know the highest uh, esteem and all this other you know crap. Uh, but in reality, it led to the deaths of, of millions of people and the complete destruction of their country. And you know, and the thing is, people are are willing and able to use wishful thinking in the most nasty and horrible ways. 
because people are looking, are afraid. And when people are afraid, they will do horrible, terrible things. They become monsters. When people are afraid, they become monsters because when you're afraid of something and you, you view the other thing as evil or as wrong or as whatever, you're so willing and able to do horrible things because you feel morally justified. And this is what leads a lot of people that have wishful thinking to never be to never take it in and then feel like, hey, maybe I might be wrong about something because they always have this moral indignation that, hey, I'm right about this. You know, and the facts are is actual truth, like factual truth and moral truth are the same exact thing. Something is I mean, something you cannot just say, oh, I'm factually wrong about something, but I'm morally right. That doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't. Because if something is a fact and it's true, it doesn't mean that something that is, you know, completely wrong, but you because it because it makes you feel good about a certain situation, because it supplements reality and then you you, you institute your own, if that makes you feel good, it doesn't mean that's more morally right or wrong. And that, see, that's the problem in a lot of ways. A lot of with, with a lot of this stuff, it can lead to this moralizing type of behavior where you view other people that you disagree with as the enemy. It can lead with people with it can lead you to not view them as human beings. It can you know you can completely dehumanize the people that you are against and completely you know um make make the person you agree with as a saint and not realize that this is more complicated you know the world is more complicated than what i think the answers are and hey a lot a lot on this show we talk about answers we talk about solutions to a lot of different things it doesn't mean that these solutions are the only solutions in the world it doesn't mean that these solutions are the only right solutions in the world this is just what i think right and i just have an opinion and yeah i do so i do bring on data to back up my opinion in many occasions but again Tomorrow, data can come in that proves me wrong. And what am I going to do? Am I going to just sit here and continue to lie knowing that the data isn't you know, showing towards the truth? I don't think that's right. You know, one of my favorite books, uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, um, in book six in, in part 21, he, uh, which is really like a chapter, he says, if anyone can refute me, Show me I'm making a mistake or looking at things in the wrong perspective. I'll gladly change. It's the truth I'm after, and the truth never harmed anybody or anyone. That's the Roman emperor. <laughs> um, and th that was his personal you know, journal. And it just, you know, it kind of astounds me that people in that position had that type of thinking. But in reality, that is the way to look at life and the way to look at a lot of this stuff. You are consumed by wishful thinking because what wishful thinking has offered you is solution to problems but at the cost of denying reality versus coming up with solutions that are incongruent congruence with reality that can work, that are not just hope-filled platitudes. You know, it's just, it's it's not going to 
it's not going, you know, having hope, hopeful ideas is great. But as, you know, if they're not goal based and don't work and they're not true and factual, then what are we, what are we doing? We're just going to continue to make the same mistakes and be angry about the current state of the world and continue to try to be hopeful about what we could do if we were in control or we were in power. And it's, it's a very, uh, it can lead to a lot, a lot of, uh, negative feelings, negative emotions, because it can lead to you thinking that nothing is going right. And it can lead to a very negative view of the world, a very cynical view of the world. And that's why I said, you know, a lot of people that have a tendency to, to use wishful thinking in a negative way. The way I've been, you know, describing the last, you know, uh, thirty minutes, twenty minutes or so, is it's important because we, we, like I said, we all have done it and have been there. But the dangerous thing is living there constantly because you just you just end up not being grateful. Like an example, an example of being of not being grateful but focusing on a problem. Is income inequality a problem? For sure. But what if you, you know, people have a, you know, people, especially in this country, have a very Americanized view of looking at it. So, for instance, they'll say, oh, the 1%, you know, is uh, hurting us and blah, 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 whatever. What they don't realize is if you make a little bit over $400,000 in America, you're included into the 1%. That's a data point that most people don't really know. They think it's in the billions and millions. That's not true. Another thing people don't realize, if you want to talk about the 1% in the world, that's anybody that makes $34,000 and up. Just to put things in perspective. See, I think the global perspective is a much more objective perspective because you're now including other people from other parts of the world, not just your people from your part of the world and your westernized or uh, point of view. And like I said, I'm a huge fan of the West. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that I don't look at the whole world into into the data points, into the effects. What's another true thing that's been going on? You know that that people like to focus on and talk about, but don't like to you know have the full truth, because the full truth doesn't fit their narrative or doesn't fit the the narrative that they've created for themselves. Um, you know, a lot of people find a lot of. Uh, happiness and connected, connect, connectedness and, uh, so, you know, social engagement within religion. I'm not religious myself, but a lot of people do have that connection. And that's wonderful. I think that's good for them. If they, if that makes them happy, sure. I'm not going to tell somebody what doesn't make them happy. I don't know what's, what makes people happy. It's up to them. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to come in and say, Oh yeah, you know, if they come in and say, oh yeah, it makes me happy and everything. Everybody else has to follow this and we got to teach this in schools and force this upon people that necessarily don't agree with us. Of course, that's, that's a horrible idea. But the thing is, if they were in power, that's what they would do. And that's who the, that's who they, you know, they, they get a, but the thing is, that's wishful thinking because what is that going to do? You think you're just going to make everybody your faith? Is that what, is that what's intended? Uh, and if that's the case, you're not you're not very much respecting you know freedom of choice and freedom of, of of speech and freedom of thought, which is the foundations of this country to begin with. So there's a lot of 
weird things that a lot of people do with wishful thinking and it it leads them towards wanting to legislate based on their wishful thinking. Uh, It wants them to make social – Social punishments against people based on their wishful thinking and the way they, and the way they think about certain things. But like I said, a lot of this doesn't lead towards a happy life. It doesn't lead towards any of that. And I think for people that focus solely and live in that place of wishful thinking and are in that type of environment in their heads, I think a big thing that we can do, uh, is to be thankful, is to, to be, to have more gratitude. And it's, I know it's very easy to say these things and, and, but, but I think it's important to live it. And it's, it's important to be thankful. Um, and truly be grateful because a lot of people have issues with being happy. And people say, oh, if you're happy, you'll be grateful. And I, I, I believe it's the other way around. If you're grateful, then you can find a way to be happy. And at the end of the day, that's what a lot of people are searching through wishful thinking. And whether it's based on the, Politics, philosophy, religion, something personal, wishful thinking, you know, in reality is just what it is, is if what 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 outcome would make me the happiest? That's kind of what wishful thinking is in a lot of ways. But your happiness is not necessarily in your control all the time. I know sometimes, you know, certain things happen in your life that are out of your control and affect your happiness for sure. But that's why, you know, I, I, I'm a true believer in, in the, in the concept of fighting for your happiness and, you know, fighting and fighting for your own individual personal happiness. You know, I'm, I'm a true, one of the things I, I truly believe is that your highest moral purpose in life is to fight for your happiness and to achieve your happiness on your terms, on through your own goals, not by whatever people tell you you should do or whatever. You know, that's not, that's not what happiness is. That's a prison. Um, and another prison is living in living in this alternate reality of, you know, wishful thinking and not taking into the effect of what reality is really going on, what is really going on, and accepting reality for what it is and trying to work on making, re- you know, making the situation better from there rather than saying, okay, well, we're going to change reality. Now, a lot of people like to talk about certain things and then forget about human nature. <laughs> and that's a pretty sad thing because uh, we can, you know, we as human beings, we, we have done a tremendous, amazing technological achievements, social achievements. Um, we can pretty much, and we're getting to the point where we can pretty much change almost anything, but we can't change human nature. And in a lot of people's, you know, grandiose ideas and their wishful thinking, you know, schemes or whatever, they completely take the variable of human, you know, uh, human action and uh, free will and the ability for people to have their own nature and, you know, human nature in itself. People forget and just, you know, come up with an idea of human nature that services their, their reality. You know, for the, for the communists, it was the new Soviet man or the new, yeah, the new Soviet man where, you know, if, if we can, uh, achieve class consciousness on a whole level, then we can be ready for communism. And it's the same, it's the same idea of just taking, taking to the different extreme with the Nazis, with the Ubermensch, the Superman in a way. Um, and this is, 
this is a problem because you're negating the facts of human nature and supplementing your own, which is which which is toxic and poisons the, everything. It doesn't only poison the well; it poisons the whole ocean. And that's the problem with a lot of this stuff, and with a lot of you know hopeful uh, aspirations to your ideas and to your goals. If your ideas and goals are not based in reality, they're not going to lead towards a positive thing. They're just not. You know, if your goals and dreams are not connected to, you know, let's say you love play, let's say you love piano and you want to be, you know, the next uh, famous uh, composer or, you know, pianist. How is that going to affect you? Okay, well, let's say you never learned piano yourself and you don't really practice much and you don't really spend all your time doing that. And then you still have this dream and this expectation that you're going to be a, how is that going to make you feel in 15, 20 years when you're still trying to do piano on your own and not going and, and becoming better and better? You're half-assing it. And the same thing goes for, oh, if X politician comes into power or is in power, all the problems in my life are going to go away. That's also like a great way of saying, like, oh, I'm going to take all responsibility from me and put it on this person that I view as a moral paragon. <laughs> it's the same thing with, uh, you know, uh, in, in my opinion, with you know, prayer in a lot of ways. You know, you – for me, I mean the way I kind of look at it personally, and I could be wrong about it, is, you know, prayer kind of allows people in some ways to kind of remove themselves from the issue and problem and, you know – try to have something intervene on their on their behalf where they could intervene in some cases. In many cases, they can't, right? And I understand that, that type of hopeful prayer, sure. But in many cases, there is something you can do, but you just end up praying on it, hoping that things get better without actually trying to do anything. Again, you're half-assing it. That's a problem. So I think it's important for us to have goals that are based in reality. You know, I think it's important to have smart goals and, like I said, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-bound goals, you know, and you have to kind of go through that and figure out why that is a good way to, to view things rather than, you know, having these these dreams and these aspirations and this wishful thinking and not looking at whether it's congruent with reality. Can it actually work? Can things get better? Oh, I want to lose weight. Uh, this year, but I'm not going to do any planning or any exercise or any exercise regimen. I'm not going to create anything in order to get there. I'm just going to have this wishful thinking that, yeah, one day I'll, I'll be able to do something about it. This is not realistic. And you're setting yourself up to fail. And the, the problem with failure is when you fail once, it sucks. When you fail 50 times, you start losing hope, complete hope into yourself. And a big problem with why people fail is that they set their goals way, abo way above what's achievable in the time. Like, yes, there are short-term goals, long-term goals. Your short-term goals are what's achievable now. Long-term goals are what it's, what's, what's achievable after you've made other achievements in front of that. So I think that's a much healthier way of dealing with an issue, a problem, wanting to be better, wanting to make the country better, wanting to make your community better, wanting to make your relationship better. I think 
rather than focusing on wishful thinking is setting, you know, you have to dream big, but you have to set goals. You got to set goals. You got to make a plan. You got to get to work. You got to stick to it. Then you can reach your goal. But, you know, putting all the hope in God, all the hope in politics, all the hope in government, all the hope in in some institution is not going to make things better. Putting all the hope in a, in, a, in a person rather than in yourself. I, I don't know how many people I know put all their hope and dreams in a person without like first investing in themselves. Because the most valuable asset you have is you. You just have to work on it. You just have to work on it. We all have to work on it. And it's not something that takes a day, a week, a month. This is a year long, years long process. And that's the problem. People want an easy way, you know, to get what they want. People don't want to have to go through the work because the work, you know, can come with some pain, can come with some stress. But it leads towards a more meaningful and better life and a less anxiety-ridden life. Like imagine you have this wishful idea, this wishful thinking, and the thing that you are basing this thinking on is you want it to happen because you think it's going to revolutionize and change the world and all this great stuff. And let's say it doesn't happen. It just completely destroys you as a person when you do that. But when you have faith and hope in yourself and you invest in yourself, it's like, okay, well, what can I do to make things better on my end? What can I do to make things better in the short run, in the short time? How can that really be a thing? Rather than saying, I want other people to make things possible for me. Because at the end of the day, yeah, sure, there's wonderful things that can be done through industry, through government. I mean, sure, I'm not, I'm not denying that. And I think it's – but it's important to realize that those things have to be congruent with reality. If it's based in reality, sure. But if it's not based in reality and it's not based on what is you know, right, then these things are just going to cause more harm than good. So I hope what, what you can kind of take from this today is kind of, you know – Two things. Wishful thinking is a double-edged sword. A lot of times it's important to be hopeful and to have an optimistic point of view about something. But if you're hopeful and have an optimistic view towards something and that something isn't reality-based, you're only setting yourself up to fail and feel bad about the situation. But if you set your goals, make a plan, get to work, and stick to it, you can reach your goals, short and long-term. And I think if we can expand that on a larger scale, I think things can be much better for the nation, for, for, you know, for uh, states, for you know, in, individual counties, for cities, towns, all the way to around the world. So I think that's kind of my two cents on it. I hope you guys out there enjoyed it, enjoyed what I had to talk about today. It was something on my mind and I, I had to get it out there. But I want to thank you for listening and I hope <laughs> – I hope that you can find a way to have hopeful and optimistic thinking in your life, but at the same time have it being based in reality. Be grateful, everybody. Have a good one.